Welcome to Behind the Dub, the podcast series talking to voice actors about their experiences in the industry as well as the shows they work on. Just before we start, I'd like to ask that if you like what you hear, please consider liking, subscribing, following or commenting. This all means a lot to me and it can help make more episodes happen in the future. Hi, I'm Kieran Regan. I'm a voice actor, narrator, once graphic designer, once photographer, turned actor uh, in college. I am living out in California and I like long walks on the beach. Who doesn't like long walks on the beach? (laughs) Not gonna lie, I lived in I lived in Kansas for like six years. I got to California. The first thing I did was took a long walk on the beach. Oh wow! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I am so glad that you've uh, decided to have a little chat with me, Kieran, um, because you are the lead Rio in Spirit Chronicles, which I believe is your first anime as well. So, congrats on getting the lead on your first anime. Yeah, it's kind of nuts. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate it. And so, did, did you have you been pursuing this for a while, or was it just something that just happened to you? Um, I've been pursuing voice acting for a while, and to say that I got it out of like the middle of nowhere, I got Rio out of like, oh, they just emailed me, and I didn't even have to audition because I didn't even work for it is a, a complete lie. Yeah. No, I, I worked really hard to get uh to get that role, in particular. Um, I've been doing voice acting from home since the start of COVID, and when I say that, it's like I was balancing uh. 40 hour a week job working at a packaging factory and doing voiceover and you know i grew up on anime i grew up on cartoons now i didn't watch a lot of it because i didn't know that i could do it uh but now that i know i can do it and i can appreciate the craft i watch a lot of dubs (laughs) um but basically uh that role came about me just putting in the work every day, reaching out to people and making sure that my demos were top notch so that I could have that opportunity to aud- even audition for that show. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, I will say your demos are fantastic. I did listen to them the other day. They're, they're wonderful. They're good, so good. I appreciate um, that. Those were, they were made by my friend Alex Walker-Smith. Um, one of my first friends in LA, uh, <laughs> I moved like five months ago to LA and he was one of those people that like, I re- I reached out to him November in 2019 yeah. and I was like, Hey, I'm just getting started doing voiceover. Could you make some demos for me? And he's like, yes, but only for you. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> thank you, Alex. Oh, Dude is... Dude is an absolute earworm. He can just make your voice sound beautiful. Wrote, directed, sound designed, mixed. It was love that man. So you've kind of done a bit of everything. I've got your resume up here, and you've got mm-hmm. uh, you've got a couple of video games, audio dramas, uh, commercials, audio books. Yeah, that it's yeah, you know, it's pretty good for only having started essentially two years ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you've got quite a bit under your belt. So, is it the, the, what most of the voice actors uh, I've talked to have said? It's mostly you are auditioning every waking hour of every waking day. <laughs> yes, in a sense, yes. I was so before I did voiceover, I did theater, and a theater professor once told me, especially for on camera, when you step outside, you're auditioning. 
because you are putting in a public yeah. self to the public space and you don't know if someone like if you're doing if you are becoming uh notorious in some sense or you are getting some press or sort all that stuff you want to be presentable and you want to be you know uh looked up to and so for voiceover i'm not auditioning technically every day mm-hmm. um in the sense of like every waking hour of every day but i am thinking about it near constantly when i watch a show i think about how they did the performance when i talk to my friends if someone says something fun i'm like oh i'll keep that my little repertoire my little rolodex uh, yes you know what i mean <laughs> yeah so and then i don't really yeah i do a lot of different genres of voiceover because good lord i need to make rent so <laughs> <laughs> So one you know of the I mean. questions I like asking you as well, because um, you, you, you've been cast as he, uh, Rio, he's a hero, but and mm-hmm. um, uh, I've talked to someone you know, uh, Blythe Merlin, uh, you're, he's a mm-hmm. villain or a baddie, you know. and so yeah. do you want to be always the hero or do you like being the villain? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> so I like being, I mean, I loved playing Rio in Spirit Chronicles because being that like hero it's kind of fulfilling a childhood dream of mine yes you know what i mean Hmm. um being a villain is incredibly fun (laughs) especially if you (laughs) especially if you get a fun villain you can get villains that are just the absolute scum of the earth and it's a real test on your emotional um awareness as uh, an actor to be able to handle a villain like that with grace, dignity, <laughs> and um, make sure that it comes across as actually villainous and not like campy or anything like that. I had to play. Um, I think to answer your question, though, I would rather play the anti-hero, ah, not necessarily the hero, yeah. not necessarily <laughs> the villain. I like the the anti-hero, the um daredevil the yeah the deadpool yeah. sort of thing deadpool deadpool would be fantastic <laughs> i love deadpool he's cool i, I, I can definitely p- picture you voicing deadpool i know ryan yeah, thanks, great, but i can definitely hear you i can hear you do it because uh was uh who else is uh nolan north he did he's done nolan north yeah. yeah if they ever have deadpool a teenager hit me up yeah exactly <laughs> so deadpool teenager edition um, so, um, Spirit Chronicles is your first anime, um, and from what I've just gathered from your resume and all, you, you've mostly done, I'm guessing, script work in a, you know, with, you know, just read the script. How was it for you doing it in what I believe is the usual anime way of the three beeps and off you go? How was that for yourself? Oh, it's like, it was like diving headfirst into a ten-foot pool and you don't know how to swim. Oh. Um, <laughs> it was hard at first now thankfully i had a very patient director mike schneider is absolutely incredible um if you if anyone gets the chance to work with him i highly recommend it he's incredibly kind and giving now the first three beeps into the sound uh into what you need to make it's you know when you have something you want to say and you wish you could say it then? You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, 
okay, I'll say it right now, right? But when you have to wait for the three beeps, it's like beep, beep, beep. Okay, so you have to hold on to that idea uh, or that emotion for an extended period of time or just not think about it until the fourth phantom beep comes up and you're like, oh, now I speak. You know what I mean? It, a bit Thankfully, like in musical theater, yeah. you kind of got that—you got that count in your head. So you got the count so, in your head, yeah. exactly. Um, but the wonderful thing about uh, modern voiceover and modern dubbing, specifically or ADR, is the track keeps rolling, right? So if you screw up, or if you say it in a weird cadence, or you know, because you are cold reading essentially, um, you can always follow it with a B take. You know what I mean? Yes. yes. So you can do take one, take two in the same line. And because, you know, a lot of these lines are, they aren't super complex. They aren't paragraphs of text. <laughs> now, I did have a few paragraphs. There are, they are in there. But I didn't, you know, a lot of these lines are like, you know, like, oh, good morning. How are you? You know what I mean? And it's not hard to remember that, that cadence, that pacing and that speed. So that's why you take the opportunity to take a take two if your director's okay with it. You know what I mean? Yes. Because <laughs> it's um, digital. They can always just mix and mash it. Yeah, they're just pressing a control Z. Right off we go, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm an engineer's nightmare. <laughs> Martin was my engineer, and I feel like I made his life like 10 times harder. He said I didn't, but I, I still feel bad. I'm like, dang it, I'm not perfect for you, Martin. But, um, I forget how many episodes are in Spirit Chronicles. Is it 12? Is it the usual run of 12 yeah, at the minute? 12. Um, how 12. many sessions roughly was that for you then? How many sessions did you have to do? I had to do, I think I had to do around one session an episode. Um, okay. I think we ended at 11. Uh, and yeah, so. I was going to say, you weren't really in the first episode? Not really? I don't know who's no. doing the young, the young Rio. Well, I say, I, say, I say Rio, but yeah. That's, uh, he's, a, he's this 12-year-old boy out of New York named Fion. He's wow. incredible. He sounds like me when I was 12. How weird is that? <laughs> I wasn't too sure if it was you doing a really good young voice or they got someone else. And I was just like, that's weird. But yeah, it's... Um... As we're going, now we've, we've got a bit more, shall we say, development in Spirit Chronicles, mm -hmm. but it's only episode two out of the of time of me recording this. And mm -hmm. um, so we've got another episode next week. I know you're not got any spoilers, but um, what did you think of the series as a whole? Is it? Did, did you enjoy it? Do you, do you normally watch um, Isekai? That's the, that's the genre of uh, Spirit Chronicles. It's an Isekai. Yeah. yeah. Um, when I was 15, I did. I don't normally watch it nowadays. Mm -hmm. Um, because nowadays I'm trying to catch up on the classics, the ones that I haven't seen yet. Uh, for instance, I'm watching Cowboy Bebop right now. Good man. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. I have the soundtrack playing in my head. Um, so with Spirit Chronicles, it's not something that I would generally watch mm. right now, but. It also was, it's this kind of experience where I now see and have lived the work that goes into shows like this. Yeah, because be, you've had it from a new like, perspective, yes. I've had it from a new perspective. And so now, I think I can find myself enjoying shows like this, especially from a dub perspective, because I'm like, oh, how do they tackle that problem? What's going mm -hmm. on there, you know? 
Oh man, weren't those flaps weird? We had a lot of weird flaps in this show. <laughs> a lot of times Rio would just end with his mouth open like, hi. You know? <laughs> and you're just like, so I go, hi, until he doesn't, until he closes his mouth. You know? Um, but 15 year old me would have loved watching this show <laughs> and loved watching the dub. So, yeah. Uh, did you have anything with uh, weird names or pronunciations? Cause you, you'll get a name and you're like, what, what? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, I did. Um, especially in a fantasy <laughs> setting, it must happen so often. Uh, Stephen Kelly mentioned I mean, he had a, was it phrase Velger or whatever it was. And apparently when they were doing the session, they were like, what, how do you say that? They consult yep. consulted Google. <laughs> I think we had we had one of those every other session oh, no. <laughs> um, where we didn't because, you know, as as the lead, I'm in I'm in the recording booth the most out of anybody. Yes. Right. And oftentimes I'm paving the way for other like because we don't all record in one session at one time seamlessly and perfect. No, it's one voice actor at one time and then it's the next next voice actor at another time. and so. <laughs> basically i'm paving the way to find these words right yeah you know there's um celia not celia there's uh anyway there's, you know just names <laughs> that you're like how do i pronounce this not common you know names, it's yeah. it's it's fantasy so it could be pronounced weirdly you know what i mean or it could be pronounced more uh ephemeral beautiful like whoa you know um <laughs> like celia versus celia like what's yeah. the difference between that and so um the hardest thing that i had to figure out how to pronounce those at the very end it's in the last episode um there's it's not really any spoilers but you know it's just some uh beast language beast talk like right okay yeah yeah i'm not saying because in the in the original sub um they just speak japanese and then play it backwards oh, and that's oh, how okay. they get it yeah. <laughs> um but we made our own language off Ooh. of how that sounded <laughs> Yeah, that was really hard to to oh, do because it's like words. Of, yeah, yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool. Um, you were mentioning um, having you're watching some more of the the classic animes. You mentioned Cowboy Bebop, which is you know fantastic dub, especially with Steve Bloom as Spike Spiegel. Um, have what other series are you watching or watched then? Um, well, recently. Uh, are, are we just talking straight anime or just anything I mean, in general? It could be sort of anything, but I, don't, I thought you were sort of talking about anime with dubbed mm -hmm. that you're watching now. Well, oh, um, I recently watched <laughs> Samurai Champloo. Um, okay. I've, I've heard uh, good things about it. I've not seen it, but yeah. <laughs> you should. The soundtrack, it's amazing. Um, the dub's really great. It's, it's, like, it's like just as cool as Cowboy Bebop. Ooh. Uh <laughs> Yeah, it's awesome. I'm trying to think what other uh, shows have I've, I've been watching Arcane. Arcane, okay. Arcane cool. is amazing and beautiful, and it's where I think it's where voiceover is going in the future. I think that's how it's going to sound. Everything should sound as beautiful <laughs> yeah. as that. Um, other shows have I been watching? trying to think 
because um, I know uh, myself and a bunch of friends were currently re-going through a Ghost in the Shell standalone complex. I have not seen Ghost in the Shell. That's that's. Oh. I know, I know, oh. I know. <laughs> Beat me up, all right. <laughs> no, it's a good, good series. That's so. Good. I'm. I am going to be watching that at some point when I finish Cowboy Bebop. That's <laughs> one of the next things on my list. I have a list yeah, of things like, that I want to go through. Um, well, I, the thing is, the thing is, I didn't grow up like I grew up on like cartoons and anime. Yeah, but that's like cartoons and anime on the weekends for two hours a day. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't. My parents didn't allow me to really watch a whole lot of TV or play a whole lot of video games. Honestly, I did a lot of sports in high school. Like that was oh, you're a my jock. thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I wasn't, but it's true. I did. I I played, I played a total of like ten different sports. So, oh, yeah. oh, oh no, I hated sports, me. Well, yeah, as you can tell, but yeah, I never liked. I sports. mean, I I it's um not. I mean, it, I I wish I could have done like acting and theater in high yeah. school, you know, but I wasn't really comfortable with it. And so I had to do it more, pursue it in college when I am my own person and can pursue my own craft and, you know, do things that were interesting to me when I was younger. And lo and behold, I have a place in this world of voice acting. Which so. is still so cool. Yeah. For myself, yeah. I would love to be in a sort of position that you are where you know, you've, just had a, you've just got a lead role. And I believe they have announced a season two as well. Uh, when yes. I was looking up information on the series, I believe they had just announced a season two as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's just, that's, I think that's just awesome. I'd love to be in like a video game or you know, something like Final Fantasy or um, I've been watching Digimon Ghost Game recently. I'd love to be something like that. With, oh, you know, right. be still my beating heart. And here you are sort right. of living the dream, so to speak, which I think is just <laughs> awesome. And, yeah, uh, it's, yeah, that's, <laughs> I, I, that is something that has been said to me on more than one occasion ever since announcing this role was <laughs> I am doing what people are dreaming they could do. And, you know, for me, I'd rather just think of it as like, you know, this is an amazing experience. I am so happy I got the chance to be able to do it and meet the awesome people behind the scenes and, you know, sort of, I'm I'm glad because it's getting my name out there in a sense. And fingers crossed that this is not where it stops, that it continues more into I the certain, future I certainly hope not. from what i've heard so far as i say i really hope you get more and more roles you know, in Thanks. the future i think you know, that you've definitely got the right voice for it uh, and i'm not Thank trying you. to inflate one's ego as i said no honestly I, th- I think you've really got a good voice for it you've you've definitely got the right oh, the the right the right stuff shall we say thank you <laughs> i appreciate that and um, I, I was just sort of glancing over your resume again. This is something I was um, joking about with Blythe because um, I only recorded mm-hmm. it the other day. And um, I love how you got on your skills. I've noticed you got all your sports down there. You know, the lacrosse, <laughs> your bowling, basketball, basketball, football, and track and field. So, yeah, mm-hmm. jock. Mm-hmm. jock. <laughs> well, got... I, I played all those sports and like for on camera, which is what I wanted to do before COVID. 
having that on your resume is kind of important because, you know, if they're casting a sports show that deals with bowling, it's good for them to know that I have taken bowling classes (laughs) and can, in fact, bowl a strike three out of ten times. I guess that also applies to stick shift driver. (laughs) Yes, yes. I um so I have a Honda 2011 CRZ. It's this tiny coupe. Um I swear it was like a manufacturing accident. There's only 20,000 of them in the world. Um but I got it because it was under $10,000 to buy. It's Not a bad. weird car and it's manual. So if someone tries to steal my car, like they have no idea what to do. They have no idea what to do. But the problem was is I didn't know how to drive it off the lot. So I bought the car, but I couldn't drive it off the lot. (laughs) So my, I had to call my stepdad, who's, you know, a car guy. uh, And he, he had to drive it down and he, he taught me how to drive manual knowing that I'm like, I'm, I'm 19. I bought my first car. Like, (laughs) you just, (laughs) that was like my first month. I made the mistake. I was in. Uh, I was living in Chicago at the time. Okay. And I made. I made the. Yeah. I was military family. So, but I lived mainly in uh, Southern California for the most part of my life. Yeah. Um, military family happened once I moved to college. They moved. Started moving everywhere, um, which is not usually how it's done. But I was in Chicago at the time, and I made the mistake of I had just learned how to drive a stick shift, and my friend Mina had flown in. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go pick you up from Chicago O'Hare Monday at seven in the morning no. in a stick shift. And in it's only shift. been a week since I've started driving. Oh, no. <laughs> I stalled the car four times in the airport lobby or whatever it is, the airport like <laughs> loading zone. I've been to Ohio, so I know, what, I know the bit you're talking about. It's just, oh, uh-huh. no. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. Um, I was just looking at your your dialects. We were talking about. I was talking about with Blythe mm-hmm. about, and um, I'm from a little town called Wigan, and it's near Manchester. You've got Manchester on here, so I would love to I hear do. your Mancunian. Really, I'm gonna be completely honest. I I booked one role as man, as a Mancunian accent. I completely bombed it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. So it's been about two years since I've attempted. So ah. I'm not even gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna save myself the embarrassment and just put, respectfully decline. Ask me to do a Russian. Ask me to do an Australian. Ask me to do just a general RP British or a Northern even. Uh, the, um, <laughs> Northern sort of. Uh, yeah. Um, That's good. That's yeah. good. Thank you. Right. Ask me to do any of those, but you literally found my weak spot. <laughs> Cause, yeah, because I'm, 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 my my dialect is a bit is a bit weird because um, I, I was born deaf. I I couldn't hear anything for many years, and and um, through the magic of Phil Collins. Because, it, long story, but basically I used to copy my dad. I used to sit, because he used to listen with music headphones on. I used to copy my dad and the music we were playing. And then one day my mum noticed that my expression had changed and I was responding to sound. And we'd always joke that Phil Collins gave me back my hearing. But um, Do you know what the, do you know what, what, it, what it was? I don't know. It's just something that I've just been, I, I've been told like since I was young. 
And yeah. but basically, um, I was at the age where you should have already had like the mama dada sort of phase, and so I had to yeah. go to speech therapy, and so mm. I learned uh the queen's english so i always, i've not i've not quite got 100% a northern manchester wigan not even a wigan yeah. accent really um mm-hmm. and then of course i've been up and down the uk i've moved places so my accent yeah. is weird <laughs> so don't yeah. don't feel bad don't feel bad you got you've got an idiolect is what we call that idiolect an idiolect okay. And I think I think that's what it's called. Correct me if I'm wrong, but an idiolect is a person who speaks um, like themselves. Think of like Christopher Walken. Yes, um, uh, and you're, you're bang on. I just I just double checked. Uh, an idiolect is an individual's unique use of language, including speech. Yeah. So yeah, you're, cool, you're yeah. Bang on. So it's like so the, you'd the, be... the walking way, or even Shatner, mm-hmm. you would say. Even Shatner. Uh, but... Yeah. <laughs> Sean Connery. Well, I roll then. <laughs> Shatter. <laughs> uh, but um, so, when you're doing different dialects, do you have any uh-huh. any tricks to sort of convince yourself to do the accent, or do you have to sort of say something else first before you can start speaking in the accent? I so it depends on the accent. It depends on how much I've worked on it and how much I need to warm it up. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Because all accents of mine, uh, I can do an accent if you give me two weeks to learn it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's this great website called IDEA. So it's the International Dialects of English Archive. And basically, this group of people out of Lawrence, Kansas, which is where I went to college, <laughs> um, they sample a bunch of people from around the world that speak English. Uh, and have them read the same script and then a little blurb about themselves and then put yeah. that online. Um, and so it give me two weeks and I can learn an accent through do- using that and, you know, news article or in news interviews from towns or whatever. Mm. But accents that I know now that I need to call up on like the snap of a finger. Um, so, uh, Oftentimes, like say for a Scottish, it'll be "arai" in a minute. No, um, or if it's Russian, I have to say now I'm speaking Russian because if oh, it's wow. you know, yeah. yeah. Or uh, Australians like sort of up here, mate. Like how you doing? Right. <laughs> this is more of a New Zealander than Australian because it's more I than E. Um, it's more like Korg in the Avengers. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I know what you mean now. Yeah. Um, and so I do have my little tricks, my little phrases, my little words to get me in the accent. Um, and it's, it's one thing to have learned an accent. It's another thing to have mastered it. So you hear how all of my little, like, um, dialects or whatever are kind of characters in and of themselves. Yes. Right. Having mastered a dialect is being able to speak in that dialect and produce an innumerable amount of characters. I would look to people like J.B. Blanc. Um, or J.B. Blank. I don't know how you pronounce his last name. Um, I think it's Blanc, yeah. Blanc. He is the best accent voice actor in the world, in my opinion. Dude can just... He can just... Whatever accent you need, he got it. <laughs> and he can do whatever character you need in that accent. He's incredible. He's a savant. It's awesome. 
savant. I love that word. It's uh, <laughs> so. Um, would you say that being able to produce a range of characters in different dialects is key to being a successful voice actor? I'll say it certainly helps. You know, there are some people who get by on just their voice, and that's fine. Um, but for me, honestly, I haven't gotten by on just my voice. Like, I started doing audiobooks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I got, I got cast in audiobooks first, and that was what allowed me to pay my rent. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so... Being able to do different accents, different uh, like levels of speaking, like I can go lower, I can go higher, I can do a female voice, I can narrate in a female point of view. You know what I mean? Because yeah. if you put it up here, you're sort of like kind of breathy, kind of airy. And, you know, if you listen to this for long enough, you sort of forget the gender of the masculine behind my voice, right? Yeah. Um, Especially for an audiobook, yeah. Especially for an audiobook, right? So I, it it might not, but the other thing is though, and this is the the Catch-22, it's you have to do it and it has to sound good. You know what I mean? You can't just just do it. You can't just do something like this because it's deeper and masculine, right? It's got to sound good and that didn't sound good, you know? So when Blythe's characters come up, you know how he has that golden, rich tone. Oh, yes. I know. Hot damn, I'm not going to go for that. Or if I am, (laughs) I'm doing it out of practice because maybe one day I can reach that. But right now, based off of my physical construct of my vocal cords, the the makeup of it, I can't um, produce that sound safely or consistently. You know what I mean? Yeah, so so you 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 um, are more sort of comfortable in your normal octaves than you are in lower ranges. Yes. So I, that that being said, I have voiced a few lower characters before. Uh, Jacob Harris in Splinter City is one of them. He's the sort of northern guy. He's from you know northern England and all that stuff. He's a little mumbler, um, and so I he's one of them. And then a lot of like the audiobooks like the male lead is like the six foot four kind of swaggering kind of guy so (laughs) even if i don't have like the deepest voice i have to embody that right and so like i can drop my voice a little bit right and it sounds you know maybe a little bit forced but it's doable and then (laughs) thank you i appreciate it one of these days i'm going to book (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a character in an anime a villain if you will a villain with that voice uh, have you done any sort of um uh, i forget the, what the, the proper term is but have you done any bestial voices have you had to do any, any sort of monster characters or anything like that because i know sometimes they'll get uh if you're in a session sometimes they might go oh could you just do some growling for this have you ever done anything of that yes yet? <laughs> i i have i have done some stuff of that caliber quantity whatever that that uh but it's not really monsters like you know all that stuff i don't (laughs) want to destroy my vocal cords um but it's more like the small little like you know like those kinds of things or like um like little spiders yeah right um you know, I do. I I practice them in my D and D games. <laughs> oh, you I play can. a lot of D and D. Yeah, that's how I got started into doing voiceover. Honestly, 
Mm. Um, another one of my favorite questions to ask, because this usually has a very 50-50 answer, is um, do you sing? Um, not well. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's it, because usually it goes, yes, certainly, of course I can. Or, oh, God, please don't ask. Yeah, it's usually one of those uh -huh. two. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, no, I can, I can, if, yeah, I don't, I don't sing professionally. I, I wouldn't call myself a singer. Um, couple of beers I have, in karaoke bar. Yeah, good Lord, I've tried. <laughs> um, but it's, it's taken me like six years to actually get a sense of rhythm. Uh, oh, wow. and even still, that's kind of rough. Um, and then while I'm good uh, once I once I start thinking about it, once I start thinking about the notes that I'm trying to hit, I'm a goner. <laughs> just it just all Goodbye. falls apart. That's it. It's just um, and there's the there's there's the walls, and they are crumbling down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness me! It, it said it's really interesting to hear from a relatively new perspective because um, uh, in other episodes of of my show, I have talked to uh, Ben Diskin, and he's been doing this. Like, like over thirty years, and it's just like, yeah. oh my god! You know, I was in, I was in, um, what we call primary school. I don't know how you'd call it in the states. Elementary, elementary. Thank you. I was in elementary school, and he was voice acting, and it's just like, oh my god, what the? You know, it's so. Strange. He's been doing it since he was like what eight? Yes, yeah, something like yeah. that. It's just, oh, it's, like he was what real. number one and number. Uh, Number one and number two, two in Kids Next Door. Number one number two in Kids Next Door. I grew up on Kids Next Door. Um, hey so. Arnold, and he was Eugene in Hey Arnold. Yep. And it's just like, yep. what? And oh, of course, he's, you know, you know, he's, you know, I know him better off for doing Shoutmon and Jack and Beast stars and that. But um, mm -hmm. like I said, for, for someone that you've, you've been in it for only a, you know, say a couple of years now, and you've got a lead, and I'm guessing you've got quite a few other projects that you can't talk about. Yeah, I'm in. I am in NBA hell right now. Oh, and, um, how is it for you having to keep secrets like that? Because there must be one or two in there. You're like, I'm gonna tell people I want to sing this to the world, and you can't. And you're like, is it difficult for you? Mm -hmm. Or yes, yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, is that the one thing that I do is like I'll work a gig, and then, um. I set a timer in my like calendar to send an email oh, to whoever okay. I need to send to. But until that moment, I forget about it. I just try and forget about it. So that way I don't feel like I need to talk about it. Um, because, you know, I don't want to get lost in the voice acting sauce. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Which is very real. Yeah. Like, it is it is thick and it holds you down. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of the... Uh, what What is it? There was, like, um, in, in like the mid-1900s, um, molasses flooded a town. Oh, and yes, I did hear about that. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? The molasses is the voice acting. And you can either uh, get lost in it or, you know, run away and stay away from it and, you know, come back when you need to. It's just, yeah. Hopefully that makes sense. It makes sense in my it brain. Does, it does make sense. <laughs> and um, I, I, was, I was looking down um, again on your, your resume. You've got a lot of education listed here. And there's quite a few names mm -hmm. that jump out at me. You've got... Uh, J. Michael Tatum, he's one of my favorite voice actors. You've also got oh, yeah. 
uh, Griffin Poatu. Yeah, yeah, Griffin. It's just like, oh wow, Griffin's someone I'd again I'd love to bend his ear because um, he's uh, Lewis in Beast Stars, mm-hmm. and it's just uh, you've also got Crispin Freeman. We, um, me and Blythe talked about Crispin Freeman because holy crap, he's done so much. Um, would you recommend mm-hmm. any of these sort of courses to people who are looking to starting out in in voice acting? Yeah, I would. Um, so, so for me, I'm always. You can do as much as you can on your own, and you can discover um, a whole lot. But sometimes it might take ages to figure out what you really need to work on. And that is very true for me. For me, I do well in a class setting and when I'm learning and hearing what other people are doing. Because, you know, in voiceover, you're submitting an audition and it's just you. You're submitting into the void. You're not hearing anybody else in the audition room. You're not hearing anybody else anywhere. And so just the experience of sitting in a room and hearing how other people sound, what choices they make, what sounds good and why is so important. So the other thing, this is for starting voice actors. Um if I were to recommend a voice acting class, the first one that I took was Crispin Freeman. Um, <clears throat> now, I had also done a lot of experimenting before I took that class, so I didn't just hop in cold and flop yeah. on the deck like a fish. <laughs> you know what I mean? I I had been voice acting, you know, on like internet forums, casting call club, Twitter. I had been doing that for three years and just hadn't booked anything. Um, no, I booked two things. Never mind. Uh, but not a lot. But yeah. Not a lot, right? I wanted to know like what I could improve on. Took that class. Literally, he only had 10 minutes for me. But I learned so much in those 10 minutes yeah. that uh, I came out and just changed the way I thought about voiceover. I didn't know before that. I didn't know you could move. I thought you had to be perfectly still like this the entire time. So you can imagine how all of my reads sounded, right? You're very very static on the mic, yeah. Uh, You're very static on the mic. But what if your character's running? I'm running. I'm going very fast. This is great. You know, like, it's, you know, but having that, like, I'm running. I'm going very fast. This is great. You know, having that physical movement in there was so important to learn and then yeah crispin freeman's class i would suggest (laughs) anything with j michael tatum he's fantastic uh anything with um joel mcdonald joel mcdonald is also one of those uh teachers Uh, i think they both run through a program called like that's so vo uh and they're both um yeah because uh, one of the things i'm 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 kind of hoping with my, my series here is hopefully that somebody out there will listen to this and take on the advice from people like yourself who are in the industry and they can get themselves in into a role and such um there's a gentleman who i did uh, a wonderful gentleman called brian olson um He's not done any anime or anything like that, but he uh, he's the lead role in a game called Brock the Investigator. And mm-hmm. he he told me the other day um, that he watch, he's watched every single episode of this show and he's learned new things, even though he's been doing it for a while, he's been, you know, done narration, corporate and all that. Even just watching my little show, he's learned something new and that's like, 
I can't express that's like holy crap you know so to hear something yeah. some experience tips from yourself you know it, yeah. it's, it's useful to me but I just hope someone out there can you know, can get it and do it and you know achieve great things because that, that's one thing if I can get one person to thank me for the career because of this I'll be you know <laughs> well that's like I mean you know that's not to get all preachy here but like that's <laughs> why we do it right we do stuff like this because it is cool. It is fantastic. This is our, you know, hyperfixation, if you will. Um, right. But it's also because I going back to when I was a teenager and what inspired me to, you know, like what, 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 what worlds could I escape in <coughs> world of Warcraft? Um, <laughs> that like, you know, once I, you know, and so you, you, you hope that someone hears your words and, you know, makes a change, right? Or starts to do something they actually want to do. For me, that was listening to voice acting mastery. That was listening to Critical Role, um, the oh, interview specifically, yeah. Critical Role, um, because all of those individuals are very very accomplished voice actors and the um the interviews that brian does uh are just so because it's a friend to a friend and they're so down to earth and they're amazing stories of people who've been in the industry for 20 years and the one thing you realize is nobody starts off easy nobody starts off with it right and so when you're down in the dumps and you're like, damn, nothing's working out. I've been auditioning for five months and I've only booked two roles that are both unpaid. Um, and I don't think this, there's not a place for my voice to fit. And then you realize that, you know, these people auditioned for four years and didn't book a role. You know what I mean? It's, it puts things into perspective that each, each person's, story is different but the through line is nobody has it easy when they begin and that's why i I love that's why i I love doing this because i just hear so many different stories and they're all different but they're also all the same right to hear about oh yeah audition 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 i just hear nothing back and because how how do you personally sort of cope when you've sent off say like 20 30 40 auditions and you hear nothing and you go, and that's a couple hours of my life gone. You know, how, you know, how how do you sort of manage to sort of push through that? Do you just stiffer up a lip? Well, I've got this and push through. Because it must be really hard some days. Yeah. Well, I'm some days trying to do an audition is like trying to pull a tooth, right? You just don't want to do it you haven't heard anything in ages but then in the end you look at your emails and you see oh this is interesting i know this i know this brand i know this game i know this anime or i know this director and you look at the script you're like oh the script is interesting oh i could probably do something with that i don't want to but you know it's it's more fun to do something and have nothing heard back than to not do anything at all. Yeah, I, I could not put it better myself because um, I've sent out 
emails to a few a few voice actors and I've heard nothing back. Now understand mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not singling anyone out. Everyone's busy. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not vindictive. But sometimes it makes me go oh, is it really worth me continuing this? And then I get, you know, instances and chances like with yourself live and where you you reply and go yeah sure let's do this and it, it makes me it makes me happy so in a way it's like i'm auditioning to you in a way it's pretty, in weird. a way right <laughs> well like with these when you do like 40 auditions and you don't hear back mm. look at voice acting stats there was a whole there was a whole thing that put things into perspective for me people that are auditioning every day and I mean, you know, we're talking about, you know, what's I can't I can't remember his name. Uh, the voice of the new Sonic. Um, oh, blimey. Uh, I can't. I Roger Craig Smith. That's it. Thank you. Roger <laughs> Craig Smith. <clears throat> he said he took all of his 6,000 auditions that he did over his life. And then calculated the ones that he booked and the ones that he didn't. And the ones that he booked, it was like two. Out of every hundred. Insane. You know what I mean? really insane. That's nuts. It's insane. Right? And then you imagine you're not Roger Craig Smith yet. Right? Mm. And Roger Craig Smith is incredible. That dude has a whole arsenal of characters just like, right, out of his brain. You're not even Roger Craig Smith yet. So why do you think you can assume that and I'm talking to my younger self, right? Mm. But why do you think you can assume that you can book five out of every 10 auditions? You know? Exactly. No. Yeah. You can't. You're going to get hit with a slap in the face, get, get humble, beat with a humble stick, and then you're going to pick yourself up and continue doing it because in the end, you do it because the work is fun. You do it because you love it. You do it because you do it. you're inspired by it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, see that that's yeah. just that's just good advice. And usually, the the way I sort of see it is, what's the worst that can happen? They'll say no, or I just don't hear anything. Um, but then <clears throat> you might get a yes, and you never know you, that that yes could lead well, to whole new possibilities. The worst that could happen is, I mean, now I take your opportunities wisely. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes you might get an opportunity in the mailbox that you don't want to do. Right. Mm-hmm. But if there's an opportunity and you know you want to do it, but you don't do it because you're feeling tired or you're feeling lazy or you're feeling exhausted, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can miss out on that opportunity, but it's more fun. And this is how I view it, but it's more fun to be tired and do it than to be tired and not do it because then I'll get sad because I didn't do it. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense to me. That okay. makes absolutely yeah. perfect sense. Yeah. Well, um, time is a moving on, unfortunately, and I'd, I'd have to say, I really love your perspective on all this. You, okay. You've, you know, you, you've got a real sense of, you know, you, you could be a motivational speaker. You, you could easily, you know, help push this to, you, you could do a better job than I can in this show, I'll say that. <laughs> well, that's very high praise, but I deny it, so... Thank you. you. Did, <laughs> did you do I just said it's true. And, um, I appreciate that. And again, you know, I just think it's amazing that you've only, you only started essentially since the start of COVID and you've got a lead role yeah. and you've got other roles. Yeah. It's yeah. just, I, I think that's just so 
amazing and I really do hope that you get so much more roles in the the future and I just want to keep hearing your voice again. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Well, like <clears throat> I think you know in the end like I'll go back to one of my first paying gigs was the audiobook, right? Before that I hadn't really booked a lot. I booked um a lead in a pilot which was fun. Mm-hmm. Um and then other than that, this was like my first paid gig. And I had just lost my job, right? I had just lost my job at a packaging factory where I was working 40 hours a week, but I was a seasonal worker technically. And so when the work wasn't flowing, they'd just fire me and then rehire me, yeah. right? And so I just lost my job. I had nothing else to do. And I had never done an audiobook before, but this one looked interesting. I vibed with the author, I vibed with the character, and I just said, sure, screw it. It's something I've never done before, but it's more fun to do this than to sit on my butt and do nothing. And, I mean, that audiobook paid for my rent, which allowed for an ease of mind for the next month. And then if if I'm working on this audiobook over the month, I can work on other things. And I booked a few other things, you know. And so, you know, I'm saying this to the people out there because this is something I want to say. But if you're going through it and you're going through like a 40 hour work week or you're going through school and trying to do voiceover, it's going to come like a pour of honey or molasses or we're going back to that. Right. It's going to be slow and it's going to be long and it's going to be hard because in the end, this degree this or this field benefits people who put in the work daily, who put in the work every day, every, not every hour, because that's unsafe for your mental health, but it, it, it benefits people who are in it, right? Yeah. And so if you're trying to, like, there's people who can balance a 40-hour job and a full-time voiceover career if they don't want to have a social life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, or if they don't want any sleep. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's that is something that I am blessed to have at the moment where I am blessed to be able to do this um, for as long as I can. Now, I'm only able to do it because of audiobooks. But yeah, so. That's, you know, yeah, I I can't can't really top that. That is just, you know. That's just wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. I, I wanted to say that because you know when I'm you're you're talking about how um, you want people to listen and be inspired, yeah. And that's what <laughs> me at fifteen would have wanted to hear. So, or not not me at fifteen. Me at you know me at twenty. I was what twenty twenty one twenty two. Um, now I'm twenty three. Yeah, five. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for being here. Again, if you like what I'm doing, please consider liking and subscribing so I can continue to make more in the future. This is Kraken, 